Hey, it's Andy from Talking to Teens. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a five-star review. Reviews on Apple and Spotify help other parents find the show, and that helps us keep the lights on. Thanks for being a listener, and here's the show. You're listening to Talking to Teens, where we speak with leading experts from a variety of disciplines about the art and science of parenting teenagers. I'm your host, Andy Earle, creator of the Teenage Personality Quiz. Head to TalkingToTeens.com for a free PDF explaining how your teenager thinks. We are here today with Joanna Guest. She is the author of the new book, Folded Wisdom, Notes from Dad on Life, Love, and Growing Up. In this book, she has photographed and collected over 3,500 notes that her dad wrote to her and her brother every day when they were growing up. So I can't wait to talk to her about the experience of receiving the notes, the experience of putting them all together in the book, and what parents can take away from this book and apply with their own family. So Joanna, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today. So I loved the book, Folded Wisdom, Notes from Dad on Life, Love, and Growing Up. I gotta say, it's like the most beautiful book that I've I've seen. It's got these color photographs of all of these folded notes that your dad sent you. And you say in the book that he sent you notes every day, starting when you were, I think, seven years old or something like that. And there are still um, over 3,500 of them. It's hard to describe like just how gorgeous this book is on uh, on you know a podcast where you can't see what we're talking about, but uh, it's like eye candy. It's a pleasure to read, you know. So super curious, what kind of uh, inspired you to then go back uh, years later through all of these notes and turn them into a book? Well, that's, first of all, very kind of you. It took us a long time to decide what to do with this, but um, it, was a, it was hard to decide how to do the book because, you know, you're, you're going back and looking at piles and piles of paper. But in general, how the idea of the book started um, was that I worked in politics. I had a career in Washington, D.C., and um, I was living there in 2016, and... Um, After a certain date uh, in November 2016, I decided I needed a little breather. And more importantly, after um, sitting down and having a glass of wine with my mother, um, I decided I really wanted a note from my dad. And the reason for that is because, as you said, my dad, uh, an artist by training, wrote my brother and me, my brother Theo and me, a note every morning before school starting when I was seven and uh, Theo was four, up until we each graduated from high school. And I think, you know, looking back on the experience of receiving the notes, it was really just my version of ordinary. And so it was almost... Mundane. Yeah, it it was super mundane, which is like crazy now in hindsight, now that I look back on over 3,000 pieces of paper that he wrote us, because like the act itself is so far from the ordinary. (laughs) Right. 
And he's just such an artist. Like you look through these things and you're like, wow, this looks like a comic book or these look, look like they should be framed a lot of times. Yeah, know? yeah. So, so basically I, I felt like I wanted a note for my dad because I felt like the world was kind of coming in on me and I, I needed a place to turn to to hear that everything was going to be okay. And, um, and I also, you know, there was that coupled with the idea that I felt like I wanted to do something for myself that was creative and, um, and heartwarming and just generally good. So to backtrack a little, the real genesis of this becoming something that I was even aware of, right? Like, so I said, like, this is, this was like a mundane experience for me. Every morning I woke up, every school morning, there was a triangle sitting on the kitchen counter. I picked it up. I put it in my back pocket. I went off to school. I read the note. I came home. Next day, did the same thing. There wasn't like a fishbowl or anything that we were like putting the notes in at the end of the day. It's like truly a feat that my mother was able to save these things. It's still like the pretty much like the unsolved mystery of the whole book is that she was able to do this <laughs> without any of us realizing. But the first time we all kind of realized there was something really there was in 2010. Um, I got a call from my dad and I was in, I was studying abroad. I was in college and I, uh, I picked up the call from my dad and my dad was like, I have this really random question that I just want to run by you. Would you be comfortable sharing any of your notes? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, your notes, the notes that I wrote you growing up. And I was like, I mean, sh sure. Like, A, with yeah, who, whatever. B, why, <laughs> like, C, what do you mean? Um, so at the time, I was a junior in college. My brother was still a senior in high school, so he was still getting the notes. So fast forward, my brother said sure, too. And the reason my dad was asking was because he had a friend who was in the um, kind of like art magazine world. So all of this is going on. I am like having my grand old time in Sydney, Australia, and I get home and not only is the story featured in this magazine, but it's like the cover story. And the cover is similar to the book, to Folded Wisdom. It's like piles and piles of these triangle notes. And I open up the book and there are like notes from 1995 in it. And I'm blown away. I mean, I was just, I had no idea that there was such reach, like, let alone what they said, but I was just like, how did these things even survive? I mean, if you think about it, my brother was in preschool. I was in the second grade. Like what kid goes to school with a piece of paper in their lunchbox and returns home with it? Like you don't return home with <laughs> literally anything, right? Like it really is, it's special to me. It's heartwarming to me. And it's, kind of mind-blowing to me because it makes me realize that even as a kid, whether or not I fully understood what he was saying, there was some part of me that knew that it was special and my brother too because of the fact that we saved them. You know, like there was something about the act itself that we felt like we were going to open it up. Sometimes we were going to like fill out the puzzle that he wrote for us or, you know, there's like one that... Um, it's like the classic note, the like classic young note, which is a puzzle to my brother. And it's like a word scramble. So like it's secret like a secret code. Yeah, it's yeah. a secret code note. And you can see on it that like, first of all, the paper is like browned because it's from yeah. like 95 and it's got some lunch on it. Um, <laughs> but also you can see that Theo like actually solved the code and it says, it go Theo, yeah. go. 
And it's just like, oh my God, rip your heart out. So cute. Like that he, <laughs> yeah. that he did it. So with I mean, his it's little like, handwriting with his little like, like boxes. Yeah, yeah. It's like so cute. Um, and then there's one to me where he does like a funny typeface and he's like, can you make up a typeface of your own? And I kind of like squiggle drew a Joanna. Um, and so, you know, for every one of those notes, again, as a kind reminder, there are like 3,500 of these things we still have. There are notes where he'd be like, what's four plus four? And there's just like an empty box. <laughs> so ah, there were right. ones that we did and there were ones that we were like, dad, it's lunchtime. I'm not doing math. <laughs> but, you know, there, there were a lot that we clearly did read and, um, and yeah, it's just, it's kind of amazing. And so... To get back to your original question of how it began, I think that I was looking for something that that had a feeling of being heartwarming and good and a reminder that people in this world can slow down and can relay um, who they are to one another in a really beautiful way um, and in a really kind of authentic way. One thing I try to teach people is how to have more positive touches with your kids. Like, even if it's like sending them Snapchats, like sending them private stories on Instagram, like whatever. I don't know. Or my brother does these little voice memos, you know, like just sending like text messages, but their voice, he just like talks, you know, and sends them to me. And I just love it. It's so fun. And it's like, I get his personality. I think that, you know, everybody has a different kind of communication that you are best at or that you really like thrive at. And for one thing, this book is just so inspiring to parents um, that, you know, even if you're not going to necessarily go write letters every day, to find something, to find some way that you can every day just be having a little positive touch and just like uh, sending love, you know, and sending something positive um, towards your kids. And the, the compound effect of doing that every single day is that you, you know, you hit 3,500 of them, you know, uh, right, and right. you look, right. And you look back and it's like, wow, that, that adds up. Uh, yeah. and like you say it, you know, you, you look back as a kid and you're like, wow, I kind of just knew there was something special about it and it made you feel special and that, you know, finding a way to do that, I think is, is so cool. And I like what you kind of talk about in the first chapter, which is that a lot of, you know, what he was doing, especially when you guys were younger, is kind of experimenting. Like, like he was just trying different stuff out to see what he responded to. And I, I think that's so cool. And uh, I wonder, like, what do you think that he kind of, like, then ended up realizing were, like, the things that you did respond to? I mean, you know, I think that a lot of this, the idea for him was that he was realizing that we were growing up. We were growing up fast, right? Like he would wake up every morning. We would all get ready for school. He would go to work. He was running a business with my mom. They like own their own little business. They would come home at the end of the day. We would have dinner and we would go to bed. And then he'd wake up the next day and we would do it all over again. And he just felt like, like time was flying and we were changing. But not only like were Theo and I growing up, but he was growing up too. There was, there's like this little funny anecdote, which is that I was also labeling the notes as either A notes, B notes, or C notes. And my mom came up with this idea, and my dad was like horrified by it. 
like the idea of him having ever written a C note. He was like, "What do you mean? There's C notes." <laughs> he like couldn't believe this idea that we were like, "Well, you know, it's just like it's not as good of a note." Like, dude, you wrote thirty five hundred of them. Like, it's not. You win as good some, of a you, note. Lose you win some, some, you lose some, Bob. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, not everyone's gonna be a winner. Um, and and so, you know, in 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 trying to reveal who he was to us. He was explaining to us how to become, you know, who we wanted to be and allowing us to explore that by seeing how willing he was to talk about his own mistakes and talk about, you know, times that he felt like he did something really well versus times he felt like he really botched something. Um, He was really, really vulnerable as he wrote to us. And, you know, you mentioned your brother doing these voice memos and I... I think about all the like different ways and different parents I've spoken to that do different things for their kids. You know, there's like a, I've heard of a number of people who like start a a email inbox for their kids and they like write their kids emails and stuff, or they're like putting stuff away. I was just with a friend who's getting ready to have a daughter and he's been like keeping a journal of like times that he thought about her during his wife's pregnancy. And, you know, but the point is, is that people do such different things and there's nothing worse than when I'm talking to someone and they're like, Oh my God, I'm like the worst parent. I didn't write to my kids. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Hold on a second. This is not, not, this is not the (laughs) point of this. The point is that like, there's something truly rewarding and grappling with who you are and being able to do that and share it with literally anyone. And it doesn't have to be multiple people. It doesn't have to be your kids necessarily, But it has to be this idea that, like, you are growing and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and then choosing to kind of work through that with someone. I wanted to congratulate Tessa Strackman. She is the first winner of a new contest that we're doing on Instagram. Tessa is going to get access to our extended members-only podcast episodes, which she's going to be able to access in her favorite podcast app, including iTunes, Podbean, Overcast, wherever she loves to listen to podcasts, she's going to be able to access our premium podcast there. She's also going to get access to the word-for-word parenting scripts and the parenting exercises that are reserved for our members and are paired with every single podcast episode. If you want to get in on this awesome contest, head on over to our Instagram account at Talking to Teens Podcast and start leaving us comments. We love to hear from you and we'll be super excited to see what people say this week. Tune into the podcast next week to find out if you won. After I mentioned teencounseling.com on the show last week, I had a number of listeners reach out and tell me they've had a great experience finding a therapist or counselor for their teenager using teencounseling.com. What's really cool about it is that they match your teen with a counselor right on their smartphone. You are in control of choosing which counselor is going to be best for your teenager and you can switch counselors at any time because teencounseling.com is dedicated to making sure there's a really good match. It's more affordable than traditional counseling and financial aid is available. 
Talking to Teens listeners get 10% off your first month at teencounseling.com slash talking to teens. When I'm in the States, I like to use wild foods mushrooms. They have the highest quality mushrooms available on the market. They even have their own proprietary blend of mushrooms, turmeric, and cocoa powder called the Cocotropic that is amazing. You seriously have to try it to believe it. Check out all of the literature and get yourself some of their mushrooms at wildfoods.co. And they've even given our listeners a 12% discount as part of our partnership. And you can get that with the code TALKINGWILD at wildfoods.co. I really feel like there was like this perfect storm for him that made him able to like write these notes. It's such a crazy routine that like anybody you talk to about it is like, but but how? Like my mornings are like pure insanity. Um, and for him, it was like he woke up before all of us. He's just like always been a morning person. And I mean, I'm sitting here with like a full cup of coffee if you told me that I had to be asleep in 30 minutes, I would be thrilled. I could go back to bed in 30 <laughs> minutes, no problem whatsoever. Um, I am an excellent sleeper. I love sleeping in. My dad is like so the opposite. He is such a morning person. He is so firing on all cylinders in the morning. Yeah. And he wanted to be that best version of himself around us, but he didn't always have that chance because we weren't always up with him, you know? And so there was this part of him. It's hard to find the time you're your best self. So maybe when you're your best self, you grab your phone and you make a voice memo for your kid because you're like, Try I'm feeling like... up a little bit. Yeah, you're like, I feel like I've got like this idea right now or because you're like thinking of them and you're like, I just want to write this down because it's at any moment of the day. And like for him, he's a routined guy. Like he likes the, the, the structure that gives him and, and it made sense for him because he felt so good in that morning. So one thing that's really cool is this, that, you know, there's a lot of lessons in these notes, um, but they feel really digestible or cause you know, we, we're focused on teenagers here. And a lot of times, you know, it's really, it's really hard to teach lessons to teenagers cause they just don't want to hear it. Um, and, but, but he has a really good way of kind of, um, of teaching little lessons or getting you thinking about gratitude or something like that, but in just like a really non-confrontational um, kind of a way. And I think it is what you were talking about uh, earlier when you were just talking about his, his willingness to be vulnerable. And there's this one great note that I love where he says, you know, the funny thing is that if you do it right, you never stop living your formative years. You never stop learning about yourself, your interests, skills, and goals about your dreams, your friends, old and new, your love, your ability to give and receive love. You really never stop. And I think that that's what makes a lot of the um, the lessons that he's kind of g giving you in these notes like so 
okay, I guess, or so not preachy is because it feels, it genuinely feels in the notes like he's discovering it and he's so excited that he kind of just discovered this lesson or that he was thinking about this thing or like on my walk this morning I was, I came up with this thing and I just wanted to like put it in this note for you. And so I think that attitude of him being willing to, you know, to say, hey, I don't have it all figured out yet. I'm kind of just still working on it is almost like um, in a in a funny kind of reverse psychology way uh, makes it actually uh, really effective when he does kind of teach lessons. I, you know, I think it's interesting because now that I've read through all of them, it's his plain speaking way of just kind of like stumbling on a lesson is so amazing because it comes out throughout all the years, right? And so, like, there there are notes from when I was seven that are, like, teaching me these kind of, like, broad moral truths that I couldn't possibly have really been digesting, right? Like, there there's very slim chance mm. that my, like, second grade mind, my third grade mind was like, you know what, what if I treat others the way you know, if I did something for someone else and that actually made me feel better than I could ever imagine, like, what if I tried to do that? You know, as I'm like sitting, having my, my like fruit roll up from the food co-op, you know, I, I don't think I was like really like digesting that. But the point is, is that he said it again and again and again in so many different ways, right? It's not like it was just treat your friends the way you want to be treated, treat your friends the way you want to be treated. You know, it was, it was these he would just ramble. And I think that if it wasn't designed around him just letting his thoughts flow and instead he like tried to map out like these are the lessons I want to teach this week or I these are the make things. Sure you learn this, this and that. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I think if it was like if he had a plan going into them, they would have come out very differently. And you know, I'll, I'll ask him and talk to him about like where he came up with this idea and he'll, he has like no idea. You know, my, my favorite note, um, my favorite note of all is, is the last note to Theo. And I can hardly talk about it because I mean, I can talk about it, but I can't talk about it around my brother or my father. Cause they both start crying, which is like ridiculous. I'm like, guys, dad, you wrote it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like looking back on it, I think he gets quite, quite emotional. Um, but what's so amazing about it is I think that it encapsulates this whole idea of him writing the notes, which is that it was the last note to Theo, probably, right? Because Theo was getting ready to graduate from high school and like, you know, the end of high school is kind of weird. Not every day is a real day. And so like, when did he write a note? Anyway, he couldn't figure out if it was going to be his last, his last note um. and like what that meant to him, right? So he starts writing and he starts wondering if it's going to be his last note. And he misspells a word. And that misspelling of the word, he then like crosses out and respells and goes, sometimes the simplest words are the hardest to spell. And then from there gets into this whole thing about how it's sometimes the simplest things that are the most important things in life. Like giving your friend a ride, like stopping to like give like give someone a hug, like listen, like taking your ear, your AirPods out, your earbuds out and listening to the sound of the wind in the tree, like throwing a good, a good curveball or like simply saying I love you. And it's like it's this most incredible lesson about taking time 
to just like appreciate the things around you and appreciate life that comes from a spelling mistake on this note that was like, <laughs> I mean, it couldn't have been more loaded, but I don't think he really, you know, he just didn't think about it. I mean, it was, he didn't have any plans that these notes were going to become a book someday. He didn't even think that we were going to like read them ever again. And so the idea that like he was writing this with any purpose of longevity is just like, it's far from the truth. And so he just sits down to write this last note and a spelling error reveals this like perfect kind of lesson on, especially as you're going off to college or you're talking to a teenager, right? Like it's these little simple things that are so hard to remember in our day to day. They're so hard to like think back on and, and appreciate. And, you know, I don't know. You couldn't have, he couldn't have mapped that out, you know, in a way that would have rung authentic and true. Instead, yeah, no way. Right. he like started writing his thoughts and classically misspelled the word. <laughs> and just kept going like didn't crumple going. it up and right. say oh hey whoa why better to start over because i messed up like there's no there's no messing up it's just th- because that's what i wrote and that's what came out and um that it's that vulnerability that you're talking about it's like that just not having to get it right but just knowing that whatever kind of comes out onto this page right now is right because that's what the practice is <laughs> We're here with Joanna Guest talking about lessons she learned from notes her dad wrote her as a kid. And we're not done yet. Here's a look at what's coming up in the second half of the show. How do I tie that lesson of giving your heart to a team, but also you give your heart to another person sometimes. But in the morning after a fight, he had some hindsight to look back on something and be able to say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what lesson I want to teach her, but I know that last night we didn't talk to each other. We were yelling at each other. So many of Theo's high school notes are these like ACEs that are like doodled all over the page. And, you know, it, it almost became like a, another version of the like, I love you it was like, you didn't even have to write about attitude, concentration and effort. He just like would have an owl somewhere on the page with like an ace. <laughs> and it was like a reminder that these were like three tenants to really zero in on. Even if he had nothing to say, he wanted to let us know that he was thinking about us and that he loved us. Want to hear the full interview? Sign up for a subscription today. You get unlimited access to all the interviews I've conducted. It's completely affordable. And your subscription helps support the work we do here at Talking to Teens. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.